This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, making your world better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. Giving circles. For many of you, this may be a new concept, or perhaps you have heard of them, but your understanding is vague. Would you be surprised to learn that giving circles are on the rise? helping grow a movement of citizen philanthropists who have more influence together than simply on their own. Well, my guest today is Sarah Lomelin. She is the CEO of Philanthropy Together, which is a global organization working to democratize and diversify philanthropy. I think you're going to really enjoy today's show. Well, thanks for being on the show, Sarah. For my listeners, Sara is the CEO of Philanthropy Together, which is a global organization working to democratize and diversify philanthropy through the power of giving circles. So excited to have you on the show and to get your perspective on several issues impacting nonprofits. But first, perhaps you could just give us a little history to collective giving and giving circles specifically in our country. What are they and how did they get started? Uh, great. Thank you, Rob, for having me here today. Yeah, you know, the, the million-dollar question, right? What is a giving circle? So a giving circle is a group of people that get together to create change in their communities. So, you know, groups of people that pull donations and decide together where to allocate their money. They're one of the most effective ways to diversify and democratize philanthropy, as you mentioned. And giving circles have engaged more than 150,000 people in more than 2,500 giving circles wow. that have donated, yes, that have donated, listen to this, $1.3 billion, with a B, dollars to date. So That's a lot of money. Is, wow. It's a lot of money. And this is just in the past, you know, couple, couple of decades that we have research about giving circles. Giving circles are not new. So they don't, they didn't start 20 years ago and they're not exclusively American, right? They, they have existed, you know, through Africa and its diaspora, including the Caribbean, Latin America, Asia. There are many, many models of giving circles and collective giving all around the world that have been in existence for generations. So historically, they are derived from West and Central Africa. And I think every single culture in the world has some kind of community philanthropy or, you know, collective giving. So something that is really exciting about Giving Circles is the way Giving Circles break power dynamics between who gives and who receives because Giving Circle members are often members of the same communities that they fund. So they have a unique insight into where the help is is most needed. No, very, very helpful on that. And so I've often been told there's five key aspects of a Giving Circle model. Maybe you could talk about those. What are those five key aspects that mark a Giving Circle model? Totally. So the first of all is to gather, right? You need a group. You need to gather a group of friends or family or co-workers or community members or neighbors, or maybe, you know, people that you don't even have a lot in common, but 
you care about the same issue or you share some values. So you will gather this group together, right? After that, the second step is to discuss. The group will discuss their vision, their common vision and their values that motivates not only you as an individual to give, but to find that commonality within the group. What is what drives this group? The third you know, aspect of a giving circle is to decide. So you pull your funds together and you decide which organization, and this could be, you know, a nonprofit organization, our initiative, you know, uh, uh, an individual, an artist, an activist or project that will receive your collective donation. And this is based on your values. And something that is exciting about, you know, this third aspect of a given circle is the trust. People in given circles use a lot of trust because you give them money. The money, the pool of money is there before people know exactly where that pool, you know, pot of money is going. So there's a lot of trust within the group and also, you know, trust to the leaders that are on the ground leading these nonprofits. The fourth step is to give. So you as a giving circle, the group give your pool donation. So your individual gift is multiplied by the power of the group. And you get, of course, you know, more dollars, more influence, more impact in the community. And you can, you know, and that is going into the fifth aspect, which is my favorite, is the engagement beyond the dollars. Engage beyond just the, the financial donation, right? With your membership, I mean, not only engage with your fellow Given Circle members, but with the organizations that you support for Amplified Impact. So in Given Circle lingo, we always talk about the five T's. So you not only give your treasure, which is your money, but you give your time, you give your talents, you give your testimony because, you know, your story, each of us has a testimony or story that is extremely important and your ties, your networks, right? Because each of us are part of different networks, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, and you can offer that, that also to the nonprofit that you're supporting. Sometimes, you know, the way you can open doors or you can make introductions to a nonprofit is even more important than the amount that you can give with a financial donation, right? Yeah. No, well said. No, very helpful. And again, for my listeners who are unfamiliar, that was a great tutorial on just the quick five things that make up a giving circle. And building off of that, what are some examples of how the collective giving model really is helping to grow this movement of citizen philanthropists, if you will? to have more influence together on critical issues because they can pool their money together. What are you seeing in, uh, when it comes to these growing movements of collective giving in terms of examples that you can share today? Yes, totally. You know, as I was mentioning, there are more than 2,500 giving circles around, right, in the U.S. You know, more than half of these giving circles are part of networks of giving circles. So yeah. you have a women's giving circle network uh, that is called Philanos and has many, many different giving circles involved. You have a group of a network of giving circles uh, made of Latino communities based in, in San Francisco, 22 circles of uh, uh, Latinx giving circles. 
ourselves. We have another network, the Community Investment Network, that is based in Alabama that has Black giving circles and communities of color giving circles. So you have all these, you know, different ethnicities or, or giving circle networks based on ethnic backgrounds or faith backgrounds, right? For example, Amplifier is a network of giving circles based on Jewish values, and they're based in New York and they have, you know, giving circles all across the country and in Israel. There's also, you know, the American Muslim Community Foundation that has giving circles. So, you know, people tend to join some networks, but you also have hundreds of independent giving circles and tiny, small giving circles. So I have, you know, a few examples of, oh my God, I have so many stories. It's difficult <laughs> to, to, to pick. <laughs> we narrowed down to one or two, yeah. Yes, because, you know, I used to work at the Latino Community Foundation in San Francisco and I, and I started the Latino Giving Circle Network there. So I was in close proximity, not only to those 22 Giving Circles, but to each of, you know, every single 500 of their members, right? And what uh, a great example is this young fellow named uh, Martin, Martin Vargas Vega. So Martin is the son of migrant farm workers in the Central Valley in California, in Watsonville. And his dream, Central Coast, sorry, I said Central Valley, right, it's Central right. Valley <laughs> is the Central Coast. And his dream was to be a coder, right? Martin was working the fields with his parents since he was 10. Actually, he, he says that he cannot, to this day, he cannot eat a raspberry because he picked so many raspberries wow, when he was Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So there was this amazing Latino-led nonprofit organization in Watsonville that was teaching children how to code. And, you know, children that didn't went to college, but, you know, that they were teaching the skills to be a coder, to create websites, to just learn these tech skills, right? And this a nonprofit, uh, it's called Digital Nest, and provides like a piece of Silicon Valley in the middle of, you know, agricultural California. So Martin learned how to code there. This nonprofit was supported by the Latinos in Tech Giving Circle. So a group of Latinos that were working in the tech industry in Silicon Valley that was giving some grants to Digital Nest. So after, you know, his training, Martin landed this internship at Adobe in in Silicon Valley. And the very first thing he did was to give half of his signing bonus to Digital Nest, you know, as as a thank you gift for the skills that he got there. And the other half, he used to join the Latino Syntech Giving Circle. Oh, as wow. a donor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the full circle. You have, I mean, for me, I mean, he is a philanthropist, right? So, you know, years later, now Martin has joined the board of Digital Nest. So he's actively fundraising and, and supporting that organization and using his voice to, you know, get more kids like him trained by Digital Nest. And he is also, he started a giving circle, a Latino giving circle in the Central Coast. How many nonprofits co- go to a foundation and, you know, ask to, you know, to, to write a grant proposal? And the foundation will say, hmm, you're too small. You're too, too small for us, right? So giving circles are in this situation where you have individual donors, then you have the giving circle. And by being funded by a giving circle, the, the organization gets its seal of approval that then 
the organization can go to a corporate funder or to a foundation funder and say, hey, I have been supported by this amount of years. You know, I'm getting support from this given circle. So is, you know, it's it's the way that local communities get supported. 84% of giving circles give local. Well, 84% give locally. Excellent. That's good. Good stat to know. We'll be right back. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I want to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other episodes with fascinating guests that I previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. There you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country and even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. And finally, if you want to get my monthly email update that contains more resources in addition to these episodes, it's really easy. Just go to my website at nonprofitleadershippodcast.org and simply type your email address in the top right-hand box, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. And this way, you'll never miss any of the interviews or extra content from this show. And if you have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to email me. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. And I'm glad you're going through like two great examples. Again, there's my listeners. Some of them may want to start their own giving circle or maybe they just want to join a giving circle. So what's that process like? How do they go about starting one and how do they go about joining one? Well, you know, back in 2016, we got this research from the Collective Giving Research Group. That's where, you know, we got the, the baseline of how many giving circles we have right now. That research that report was living in a horrible Google spreadsheet that no one could access. And last year, we launched the Global Giving Circle directory in partnership with Grapevine. Grapevine is a tech platform for giving circles. So you can go into that Global Giving Circle directory. You can plug your zip code or your or the issue area that you care about, or you know you want a giving circle just with uh, women, or you know with men and women, or you know, Muslim and Americans, whatever you want, you are going to put it there and you're going to see if there is a given circle near you. So you can join a given circle, contact that given circle and say, hey, can I join you? Or in case, you know, there is not a given circle near you, you can start your own. And my organization, Philanthropy Together, has monthly trainings for a given circle incubator called Launchpad. So Launchpad is a global giving circle incubator. We get oh, people, nice. you know, from China, Chile, Mexico, Germany, joining us every month. That is trains that via people. Zoom? Is that through Zoom? Via Zoom. Via nice. Zoom. Nice. But, you know, I know a lot of people are tired of Zoom, but <laughs> we make it really interactive and super okay. fun. Like, Excellent. I can assure you, you're not going to get bored. <laughs> we have different trainings. So the monthly okay. training is a 90-minute Super fast-paced, interactive training. You will get an online toolkit and a Giving Circle Canvas. So you are actually, you know, you're learning, but you're you're writing, you are doing, you are, you know, taking the steps. For people that that already know, yes, I want to start a Giving Circle. And actually, you know, my cousin and I are in this and we want to start it. We have a five-week, sorry, four-week long 
uh, launchpad training. Okay. Uh, which is a lot more in depth. Yeah. It's also over Zoom, is, okay. you know, 75 minutes for consecutive weeks. And you get, you know, the toolkit and everything. And even if you do the 90 minute or the four week, you also get access to, we have a, a community forum online that has, you know, hundreds, I think we're over a thousand people from giving circles all over the world that it's, you know, these like peer-to-peer learning community, right? We have also, you know, a YouTube channel with tons of videos for any single, you know, question that you may have. And also you will be invited to group coaching that it's optional. You can come one month and you can skip two months and then come again with a question or one-on-one coaching with Taisha Wilson, our director of engagement. And also the other one. All kinds of tools. I like this. All kinds of support. That's nice. Yes. The other training that we have is Launchpad for Hosts. So this one is for host institutions that want to host giving circles, like community foundations, Jewish federations, any philanthropic intermediary that is, you know, curious about starting and hosting giving circles. The curriculum of this program was done after, you know, checking the research that was on over a decade. We went back to those community foundations and asked, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what are the areas of opportunity, what you would have loved to know before you started hosting Giving Circles, right? What, Which ones are those best practices? And people are, you know, being very successful launching their, their Giving Circles and hosting their Giving Circles now. Thanks for that. No, very helpful. And when it comes to these Giving Circles throughout the country, they are experiencing greater diversity and inclusion in their giving now more than ever. So from your experience, what is driving that increase in diversity and inclusion? Well, I think, you know, for too long, right? Philanthropy has been just a select few deciding the impact on many, right? Who should and who shouldn't get funded? What is and what is not considered impactful? And there's tons of restrictions and paperwork. So you cannot fund what you do not know. So by having more people, more people of color, more women, more youth, more, you know, religious minorities participating in giving circles, we're diversifying philanthropy. So what happens, right? You can guess that with more diverse philanthropists involved, more diverse nonprofit leaders and communities get funded. So when we, you know, when we take into all of our hands, you know, philanthropy, and you change who gives, you also changes what gets. Oh, is that funded, right? right? Okay. And of course, you know, you and your audience may, may know already this, but nearly all of the, you know, 471 billion that get donated each year to, to organizations and to charity goes to just 5% of all nonprofits. Most everything goes to the endowments of the big universities to hospitals because of course hospitals are nonprofits um and to and to the church right which is great but i mean the three of them they do amazing work yes but we're leaving 95% of the sector overlooked and underfunded and underinvested right so in our country uh communities of color receive just 8% of philanthropy and women and girls issues make only 1.9% so, and by, you know, for women and girls of color, even less than that. 
for LGBTQ communities is like one third of 1%. So that I think that is the importance of starting giving circles that are diverse, you know, getting more diverse communities to, to get involved in philanthropy, right? Because I think the, the problem that the world faces are huge and we cannot just stay in the margins. We need to, every, every one of us has something to give. Maybe not a lot of money, but we can give again. We can give our time. We can give our skills. We can give our voice. I love that. No, well said on that. And maybe along those lines, then what has most surprised you when it has come to these giving circles? Is there anything that jumps out of what has surprised you as you've developed this, you've encouraged this, you've seen this grow worldwide. You have a group now, literally all over the world that comes together once a month. Yeah. What has most surprised you so far? Well, you know, I, my, I wake up every day say, thinking like, I have the best job in the world because I get to meet with people that are not just being passive, right? Giving Circle members are not people that are okay just, you know, giving to a crowdfunding campaign. Giving Circle people are people that want to roll up the sleeves. They want to get, you know, to get educated in the issues that they support. They want to take action. So what has surprised me most is I mean, it's a, it's a pleasant surprise to see many, many more people get involved and especially the younger generations. We have, you know, uh, an incredible example of a 16 year old young woman hmm. in Arizona okay. that started a giving circle with uh, her high school friends. Really? Okay. And she has, I think, close to 200 members. Good for her as a 16-year-old. That's fantastic. Wow. Yes. And they have mobilized, I think, more than $10,000 right now to support the issues that are, you know, close to their hearts, right? They are supporting mental health for adolescents. They are supporting, you know, organizations that, uh, that support teenagers who are homeless. So she is not only, you know, moving money, but she is putting that spark into almost 200 teenagers to do something for their local communities. And now, you know, her name is Lily. She is training other teenagers across the nation on how to start this and saying, hey, you know, this is not rocket science. You just need to do it. And the beauty of giving circles is also, and I feel that it's why it resonates so much with so many people, is that it's also fun and it's joyful. Right. And people ask me like, well, but, you know, the issues in the communities are not are are hard and are overwhelming or sad. Yes. But that doesn't mean that giving shouldn't be joyful. Giving should be joyful and impactful and, and done in community. So that is what. I love about giving circles the most. I love that giving should be joyful. I completely agree with you. I love that. And I'm wondering, have you seen this trend now of more younger generations really grabbing this concept of giving circles or is it across age spectrums? What have you found so far on that? Well, you know, there is another beautiful thing about giving circles is that it doesn't, you know, there's people from all ages, all, you know, economic backgrounds, all faiths. I, I led many circles where you had an intergenerational group of people. Okay. A lot of, you know, families, big families are using giving circles as a way to involve 
the younger generation or, you know, the third cousins into, you know, giving as a family, doing something, for example, during the holidays, right? Thanksgiving after the turkey and everybody, you know, it's stuffed with food. (laughs) Why don't we all get together and support something that is close to to, uh, our family, you know, to honor our great-grandmother or our great-grand-uncle, right? So we're seeing a lot of that. Another thing that has surprised me in a very good way is how many, 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 many of the giving circles that have been uh, getting started in the past couple of years are are focusing on racial equity Ah, and social justice. Big time. Good. Uh, I could tell you that maybe out of the people that have gone through Launchpad, Maybe 90% of giving struggles have some, you know, part of racial equity in what they want to do. Okay. Interesting. Because, oh, that's yeah, pretty good high I mean, percentage. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, why do you get involved in giving? Why do you get involved in working with nonprofits? Because you see something that you want to change. Yeah. Right? Love it. I agree. No, it's good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights. I really, this has been a fun conversation. I have a feeling my listeners are going to want to connect and learn more about you and learn more about Philanthropy together. So how can they do that? What's the best way for them to connect with you and your organization? So of course, on our website, our website is philanthropytogether.org. Also, you know, signing up for a newsletter there. We're in some of the social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We also have our YouTube channel and there on our website, you can see, you know, all, all the little logos over there. Every year, we also host a virtual summit. We give summit in May and all the content is open source. So you can go, we have more than 50 hours of content from more than 200 speakers from all over the world. And it's, you know, it's just there. Like you said, listen to it, you know, connect with us and be part of this people power philanthropy movement. Right. Love it. Well, again, I can tell your energy and your passion carries through in all you do and your work. So thanks for what you're doing. And thanks for taking time to be on the show today. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, friends. Well, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to other podcasts. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will actually help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. You can also join the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast community, find other resources and interviews of past guests all on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.